fuck. I just pulled up the very first picture on this goddamn Bleacher Report uh, recap of Raw. And I'm real fucking mad right now. Just irrationally so. I don't know why I hate this so much. What is it? We're gonna do it it's in a, a second. It's a picture of The Miz in like an opening segment reading a book called The Nightmare Before TLC. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. Johnny, uh, fucking Johnny Mundo was there. He dressed up in, in Bray Farco. They'll never take our freedom. <laughs> it's just like, God, never change, Johnny. Never change. So welcome to Five Boys, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am the new host of the pod of Almost Thunder, the Dylan. And I am the man who, despite being second in line, is not the host. <laughs> Even though Scotty is out this week, he is a dad and has to be a dad. Um, so we've got the keys to the castle, Dylan. We get to talk about wrestling, and we get to talk about wrestling our way. Which, our way involves not watching Raw or SmackDown and just reading about what happened online. We, we, really, we really dug ourselves into a, into a hole by having Scotty just be the person that tells us during the week. Because, like, you got banned from Facebook, and then... Scotty has been dealing with things, so like I've had no real news outlet while I've been doing other stuff. I know exactly what's happening on know exactly what's happening on NXT and AEW. I have no idea about Raw and SmackDown. No, because you know, why are you fucking watching anymore? AEW's killing it. Uh, NXT is still great. Um, what point is there to watch Raw or SmackDown at all right now when it sucks so bad? <sighs> um, like I've heard, there's moments of greatness. Yeah, there there have been. Scotty Scotty has even mentioned that there have been some good episodes recently, or like some really good segments. Um, like fucking, let me read his notes here. Orton and Fiend is now a Firefly Inferno match. I don't know what the fuck that is. I guess it's a normal Inferno match, but Firefly. I don't know, man. Because Randy Orton set that box on fire, and then the Fiend came out of it and fucking just choked him out. Yeah. I, uh, I mean. Yeah, I, I'm sure if it's an Inferno match, that's fine. If it's like a fire-based cinematic match, even better. Yeah, I was really hoping it's a cinematic match because it, if it's if it's like a classic Inferno match, that's what they were called, right? The ones where you have to send your opponent through the fire, which we have not seen in I, ten I don't even years, think you maybe. Do I forget how you win an Inferno match? All I remember is Kane was in the first one, his arm got like caught on fire, and he ran off, and they were like, "The Undertaker wins!" And you're just like, "What the fuck? How does that even work?" Was it was it Austin? I forget. It was one of the two. That's that sounds even harder to win uh, with Kane than like a first blood match because <laughs> he is just fire. Yeah. How do you know? How do you know? This is literally his costume. No. Uh, <laughs> See here, the Lana, the Lana saga continues. Um, uh huh. It was it was actually very fun this week from what I saw. I mean, I got to see the end of the match where she pinned Naya, and even more so, I got to see Miro's response to that, which was gold. 
You see that? You you see that move? I taught my wife that that last night. <laughs> yeah. Other way around though, but it it worked. <laughs> Fucking um, I don't know why. It has Miro just always been this horny. Just in general. I mean, there was a whole storyline about it. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. Fucked in the tank. <laughs> just just jizz all over the seats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, a bit. And, like, why wouldn't you be? Like, if if my wife was, you know, a, a hot semi-Russian blonde, I'm sure I would also be acting the same way as him, so... Very true. You remember that gif we just watched on repeat that one day? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we all remember the hay bales, damn it. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, she got the beatdown. Uh, is apparently, I'm going to put this in air quotes, out for TLC. And there will be a to-be-determined partner for Asuka, which I swear to God, if it's not Lana powering through at the last minute to, like, again beat, like... Jackson Baszler. Because that's got to be where it goes, right? Because, like... Yeah. Because it's really... Unless they put it off for another pay-per-view, which would just be stupid. God, I really hope not. Although, that somebody made a point about that um, that I'll get into in a second. But, like, it that is the only way that it seems like you could really redeem her right now, just fully and completely. Like, you could really turn Lana around, because they've been trying their damnedest to... Pairing her up with Asuka's worked. Um, Asuka. And, like, you just have her... Asuka makes everything better. Asuka makes everything better. Asuka was almost my pick for babyface of the year um, for our fight awards. Until I realized that nobody had picked my pick. I wanted to do Entertainer, but remembered that I uh, said the words Kabuki Warriors like five million times this year, so I'd kind of cashed the well on that. Yeah, it was... A- we had to retire that one like we retired me having WWE as heel of the week, yeah. uh, which never went into retirement. So it was a real wrestling retirement for my heel of the week this year. Real, real Ric Flair situation. <laughs> Every time you thought they got rid of him, they just come back not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, what the fuck has been going on with Keith Lee recently? Because I'm hearing just a lot of they have fucked him up. Um, saw a picture where. He was just on main event this week. And not the main event, no. Main event, the show where superstars go to die. To be fair, it's not where they go to die, it's just they rotate through some... I don't know, maybe they're trying to bring hype to it. I'm sorry, I can't pretend to give a fuck. I really can't pretend to give a fuck about WWE. I can't. It's not in me anymore. They won. I don't care. (laughs) They said... You know what? Triple H had that... Triple H had that, like... That speech, however many, I think it was years ago today, where he's like, me and my friend Mark aren't going to watch anymore. He was right. It was six years ago. Six Six years years ago in 2014. And their ratings have tanked ever since. It's been hilarious. Mm -hmm. To the point where if your competition can get better ratings than you by having Shaq, then you fucked up. Not overall, but demo, which honestly, probably more important to advertisers. It's like, oh, cool, you have a bunch of people in their 40s watching, ooh, ah, 
It's just a bunch of like just a bunch of loyalists after years of watching. Yeah, where the where the new blood at? Fuck it. Um, I uh, somebody pointed this out to me, and you might have seen this on Reddit the other day. But like the reason that uh, WWE just sucks. Um, I mean, there are many reasons, but one of the worst is uh, how many back to back matches they have. Like, you know, uh, you'll have a feud that goes on for three fucking months. And in those months, like, they'll just fight every fucking week or every other week and two or three pay-per-views to the point that it's like, I am so tired of watching this match. Um, I think it was Alvarez uh, earlier that said um, this really proves how WWE could ha- has, you know, one of the most, the most stacked roster out of anybody right now and you just don't give a shit it's the storytelling like AEW was like okay we'll do storytelling we have a good roster like it was solid like better than TNA when they started even like we have a good roster we're just gonna tell stories again it's like Scotty always said maybe the, the ending's obvious you're still gonna and WWE is like we're gonna hoard talent like a like a fucking fucking dragon. What are you gonna What are you gonna What are you gonna do with it? Nothing. Oh, you got a you got one of the best you got one of the best like farm systems. Like it's a whole company doing so great. What are you gonna What are you gonna do with that? We're gonna repackage and rebrand every person that comes from there. Uh huh. New names for everybody. New, new names. New gimmicks. Keith Lee's not going to look and sound anything like he did on NXT, even though that's what people liked and fell in love with. Uh-huh. Matt Riddle is oddly the same, which just proves that fucking assholes are bulletproof in that company. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that it's like... Fuck, I forgot who said it. I think it was... Was it Kyoto that said... Uh, oh, yeah, they, they bring you back so they can bury you? Yeah, because it's like... It doesn't matter. Even if you think you get out, they'll offer you a shit ton of money to make you not do anything. I think that was a story recently, too, where, like, a lot of contracts were coming up, and they're just starting to shell as much money out as possible to keep people because they just they just want to keep them. I mean, they're just, they're just keep them. They just keep them. Give me my shiny gold wrestlers. In that, in that vein, though, good on Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, you could tell, like, he had the bit where he's like, I can be a main eventer, and then they, like, they broke his spirit, but then he's like, I can get a lot of money, and he's made do with that, and you have to respect, respect, because he's still a good wrestler, still perhaps one of the best sellers of all time. It's him and RVD, man. (laughs) And you know what? He's found a way to be employed for so, to, to probably have enough money that he could retire right now and not have to worry about anything, but that he has he so much still. He has so much money. He tried to be a comedian. Do you have any idea the level of financial security you have to have for that? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Fuck it. He can also do shit like that. He can try to be something else. Um, so at least you could follow your passion if you're stuck in that kind of place. And they beat the passion for wrestling out of you. Um, to the point where CM Punk, you know, he came out last week and he said the only way you could get me to come back to wrestling is with a shitload of money or a good story and still a shitload of money, but not as much. AEW <laughs> is there like, so you're telling me there's a chance. A chance. <laughs> Ooh, have 
I got a feud for you. Tony Khan furiously writing writing notes in his million dollar mansion. It's like, all right, shit ton of money. Wonder if he needs a new house. I don't need this house. I've got three more. Fuck it. Hold on, let me uh, let me write this story. CM Punk feuds with Sting. Hmm. I would have to tell them to stop because at that point it'd be like that. It'd be like that Archer thing. Stop! I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's wrestling, when you get to the point where t- the wrestling boner can only become. <laughs> that's when you get to the point where Tony, like, he starts to just become reclusive and do nothing but write wrestling stories to the point that all of his friends have to batter down the door and have a, an intervention. It's like, this is, listen, bud, this is what happened to Vince. This is how Vince became the way he is. Do you want to be that? Do you, do you want to hate tag team wrestling? Because apparently Bret Hart said that. And the moment, and the real, like, like they had that, and I had the realization afterwards. I was like, no, he's right. There are no tag teams in WWE. There's four. There's only ever four. Everything else is just two single wrestlers, like, wrestling together. And we'll get to that later. Yeah, because the tag divisions fucking suck, and they suck for a long time, because Vince has always hated tags, tag teams. Yeah. Don't know why, because we can fucking see how how a great tag team division can really step it up, huh? It's because he doesn't like that if one of the people gets hurt, the other one doesn't have anything to do, which is bullshit, because then you just have the other one do singles matches, or you get them like a temporary tag partner, because... There's somebody else on the roster that's not doing anything. Yep. Oh, these two were feuding? Fuck it. Put them in a tag team. That's it. That's how you got the bar. Arguably one of the best tag teams of the decade. Yeah. They fucking killed they it. They did. They put on some of my favorite matches, um, tag team matches I've seen in WWE recently. Uh, SmackDown, Roman Reigns is still Roman Reigns. Uh, beat the shit out of Kevin Owens. Good beatdown. Was talking about how his family needs to stop him, or else he's going to take food off the table. Honestly, I'm I'm really waiting for the like. Yeah, somebody's going to shut Rowan Reigns up, but I fucking swear to God, if it's Goldberg, I'm going to ban Scotty from talking about WWE for at least two weeks. Fuck, dude. If if that happens, I'm going to just legitimately be angry. I it it will be to the point where I don't know why Goldberg is still as big as he is. Like he's a great he's a great guy to show up, but the fact that he can't put anybody over is his mythos at this point just hurts anytime he shows up. Like if you if you aren't worried that's if you don't think someone's gonna beat him, why care? Listen, you don't want NWO Hulk Hogan rep. You don't want that. You want later Hulk Hogan rep, where he got, like, destroyed by Lesnar and put the rock over, like, you know, some other good stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, I hope we see it from Goldberg, but as Kevin Owens said earlier, uh, you know, it would be great if me and Goldberg had another feud again. We'd have some back-and-forth promos, we might fight a little bit and have a great blow-off match with a good story. But we know that's not going to happen. That's not what Goldberg does. Uh, no, that is not what Goldberg does. And that's not what WWE does anymore. WWE's going to have you in a, uh, a feud for six months where God knows how many times you fight. And in the end, nobody cares. Oh, did you see the uh, 
the bit. I don't know if it was this week or another week where like it was the new it was uh, Street Profits, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan, and they were celebrating a win. And uh, <laughs> fist me, boys! <laughs> fist me, boys! Did you just? Oh, that was a that was a while ago. But fuck, man, that was so good. I just um, all that reminded me of is when he was on Talking Smash. Like you remember when 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 SmackDown had the fist? It was just really big into fisting. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that uh, Daniel Bryan knows when he could just be comedic Daniel Bryan because I don't think he's going to be. What's he doing right now? Because I have not even I kept think, up think with he's, him, and he's one of my I think he's favorite wrestlers. With Sammy? I don't know anymore, man. He's not on the card. The Intercontinental title's not on the card. The U.S. title's not on the card again. The card. Well, I think one of the tag titles isn't on the card. It's really depressing to watch WWE. Like they're like, how many how many titles do we have? This many, right? How many we're going to defend on the pay per view? Four. We have like fifteen. But that's so that's so few. Okay, well you're going to switch it out next month. You're going to defend those next month, right? Or no, no, we're gonna we're gonna switch out one. That's it. The women's tag title match will now be the SmackDown tag titles match. Yes, and uh, the women's tag title match will be on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that, and that's where we'll have the title change. What? Hold on. Okay. That doesn't make any... Fuck me. Also, the women tag team champions are only on one brand now, despite the fact it's supposed to be an inter-brand title. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they're only going to be on Raw. Only going to be on Raw. Never going to show up on SmackDown. Why? Because there's no women to tag together on SmackDown, because that's the... That's like the... That's the Venn diagram of shit they don't care about. It's women, tag teams... No fucks given. That's it. Diamond, uh, diamond cutter, bang, bang. <laughs> uh, good night. Um, and if you care about WWE coverage, come fucking come back next week. Let's, you want to get into NXT? What happened on NXT, Dylan? Um, so I hadn't seen Ever Rise before because, like, I know what's going on in NXT, but like, I. I spent all my time watching AEW. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. There was a there was a time back before AEW was a thing where I would spend my time like being up on WWE, up on NXT, like even up more on New Japan than I am now. And then AEW happened, and that's where all my energy goes. But I was aware of NXT this week. Everrise had a good promo. I forgot how much personality they have. They're like the tag team version of Cameron Grimes. If Cameron Grimes and Everrise came together as a, as a three-man team for six-man matches, I'd be all for it. Ever rise to the moon. There you go. That's their fucking catchphrase. They, perfect. Perfect thing. Yeah, no. Uh, Kyle and Dunn had, like, a stare-down where, like, all the tag teams were fighting and, like, were coming out of nowhere and, like, doing moves and they never stopped staring at each other. Carrion um, <laughs> Cross is... Destroying people. Uh, I did like somebody pointed out that Carrying Cross is the equivalent of a 13 year old's grade a wrestler. Uh, dark, brooding. His manager is unbelievably hot, blonde. Um, uh. His his moveset just destroys people. Like it's really, really calling. It's really a callback, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So what you're saying is he's also the edgy. He's the edgy person's D and D character. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so much edge. Don't want to cut yourself. 
Uh, yeah, that dark backstory, but still everybody loves him, even though he's cold and aloof. Uh, is still murdering people, so, you know, death. Good, good, I saw that. Death taxes and, uh, murder, murder Chapo. Psycho killer for a reason, shame they can't bring that title back. Uh, and then the main event happened, which, um, from the, I saw the ending, I saw some other bits. Basically as brutal as you were expecting. Not quite Walter, uh... Ilja, like NXT UK brutal, where they just beat the piss out of each other, but like still pretty, 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 uh, pretty up there. Um, Kyle won, so we get Kyle Balor two. I was disappointed because I wanted Dunn to win because I wanted Dunn to be champion because I like Pete Dunn. Yeah. Ooh, I would also love to see a Dunn Balor match. Yeah, I know, right? Because at this point, I'm, I'm like, on the fence. I was like, do they have Balor win again? No. So they're going to have Kyle be champion? And then that... F- I, I don't want to deal with the Undisputed Era breakup storyline. I just don't. Yeah. Because you know that's going to, like, take up all their time for six months. Yeah. Because it's going to be, like... Because they already... They're they, still fighting over the house. They... they s- like, they tease at that one point, and then the Kings of NXT storyline happened because things, like, got moved around. So it's, yeah. But I'm sure it'll be a really good match. It'll be uh, uh, New Year's Evil, which is... Yeah. That sounds like a pay-per-view we would come up with. New Year's Evil. That is a really good fucking... That is a great fucking name. I'm sad they took it, actually. Like, New Year's Evil. That's so simple, but it's so fucking good. Thanks, Tibbs. God damn. That was a... Oh, I, actually, I am seeing... If you look at very closely under the promotional material, yes, that does say copyright Tibbs. <laughs> I'm, I don't think anybody knows what that means, but it is copyright Tibbs. And here in the Five Boys universe, we know that Captain Tibbs owns everything. Um, you know, I, I think that NXT falls into some of the storytelling pitfalls that the rest of WWE programming falls into, but it always turns it around by putting on fucking baller matches. Yeah, and by Rhea, uh, Rhea Tony had a match that was really good. Fucking uh, the way, or as I call them, the the Gargano bunch. Uh, <laughs> it's a way better name, the way. The way is too cool for Johnny Gargano teaming with Austin Theory. Like, that's... The way sounds like... So you know how there's the promos of, like, fucking uh, Zia Lee and Bao just getting the shit kicked out of them for, like, whole promos? That should be called The Way. That's what that name... I know it's because Johnny Gargano's a huge, like, nerd, and he's just like, yes, we are The Way. And so the, no. No, no, you're just, you're just, you're just marking for yourself there. You have the, you have the, the discipline, like, Marshall P, like, people be the way. Yeah, this is, this is one of those moments where I actually wish, um, Vince would have come up with their name, and it was the Gargano Bunch, like you mentioned, because that does mean that we would have gotten a, uh, a cool Brady Bunch-esque intro with the Gargano Bunch, and nobody would know what it meant. Yeah. Which is even better. It is, uh, that is the same level of uh, WWE doing a Flintstones movie in 2016, 2015, yeah. and expecting people to know who the Flintstones were. 
I barely know how I know who the Flintstones are. But yeah, no, NXT did better numbers this week because they advertised their matches finally. They're just like, these people are going to wrestle. You should watch. They took like a page out of NXT. Who like NXT every Wednesday is like next Wednesday these matches. And it's just like really you're not gonna no no no. You know what you're getting. Show up. This is what'll be here. We might throw in some more stuff, but you know, yeah. It's like it's like I, I a, mean at that point it's like if somebody if like if you see somebody at window it's like you want some waffles. We'll have waffles on Tuesday. And WWE is always just like there'll be a breakfast food. And you're just like <laughs> can you tell me what it is. It'll be there. Nope. Thanks, <laughs> asshole. Maybe. Uh, and some people show up, and then, like, the breakfast is, like, fucking, like, haggis. And they're just like, well... <laughs> this is... <laughs> That's not what I wanted. Meanwhile, AEW's like, yeah, we'll have waffles. And then when you get there, it's like, oh, by the way, we've got syrup. And if you want, you can have a chocolate chip waffle. Because we're going to have uh, something a little bit more. But you knew you were having a walk. You knew, you, you knew the baseline you were getting, and then we build on top of that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of AEW, another fun week of, uh, of Dark and, uh, and regular AEW. Um, yeah. Hikaru Shida wrestled Kylan King, and uh, there's a... Huh, sorry, it's a bit late where I am. There is a, uh, not a stable, but there's a group of people on AEW Dark of female wrestlers who, like, apparently before shows, like, Dustin trains, like, a bunch of the, bunch of the women, and, like, they're among them, and you can tell how far they've come as wrestlers since the beginning of the quarantine. Like, Red Velvet, fucking, uh, Danny Jordan, Kylan King, like, one more. You're just like, wow, like so much better than you were when I first saw you back in back in June. So Kylan King faced Sheeta in what was a good match. For like like you didn't think that Kylan King was going to win like overall, but in the middle of the match you're like fuck, she might hit her finisher. This might actually get interesting. Like she doesn't, but also also Sheeta won with a Falcon Arrow. And like I, you got to because no one kicks out of the uh, Falcon kicks Arrow. Out of the Falcon Arrow. God damn. She's done yeah, the I deed. fucking love that. <laughs> she finally did it. Someone didn't kick out of the Falcon Arrow. Um, I actually love hearing about this because this does, uh, like a lot of things with AEW, they're really going for the slow burn. But no one, like, knowing that Dustin is out there doing his thing, um, AEW. it almost feels like. Hmm? So you, you're saying. It almost feels like, I mean, I guess we've kind of known this for a while now, but Dark is kind of like the developmental AEW people, right? Yeah, well, that's that's who all their enhancement talent are, and then they're working with other people. Like, they use Dark to further other storylines, but it's also, like, getting people, getting people's names out there, getting them wins, getting them this and that. There, There's, like, half the show is women's matches this week. Like, I shit you not. Oh, nice. So, like, and there's the thing where people give me, like, oh, cool, so you put all the women's matches on Dark and, like, all that. And it's just like, okay, fair enough. But, like, think of how many women's matches you see in all of WWE in a week throughout all of their programming. AEW did that in their B show in just one one episode. Right. And honestly, uh, to your point earlier, like, this is also where they're getting them 
um, you know, where, where they're getting them on TV, where they are, especially like their newer talent that they've been evolving and training for this year and that they are working them towards like, more TV time, and now they can switch them out between shows. They can start building an actual division. Like, this is how you build a division. You do have to start small. If you can't get, you know, a ton of very talented people, you build your own people up. Yeah, whenever AEW eventually does get that second show they've been teasing uh, since before quarantine, I'm pretty sure that the that's when, like, the women's division will break out more. Like, when there is more time. And it is... It is wrong that the women's storylines take such a backseat to the men's, like, storyline. But unlike WWE, there's never a segment of Dynamite where I was just like, this didn't need to be here. This isn't. Because, like, WWE, there's, like, whole things where, like, man, we just wasted 15 minutes on huh? You just had a hard time filling these three hours. Where in AW, you're just like, I fuck, dude, take the extra hour. I don't give a shit. Fucking, what's on after this? Fucking Maverick? I don't give a shit about that. Go for it. <laughs> Seen that movie a thousand times. It's because they're good at building stories. Um, and because, like, there are so many times in WWE where Scotty and I have just gone, well, that was a segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's more difficult to have that. For love of God. Yeah, very, very rarely do I see that in AEW. And uh, I... I it sucks that the women's division has been taking a backseat role, but I hope that it is because they know that they need to build it up more. Um, but also, they should start putting women in more storylines. Like I said, it's not an excuse, but I, I do really feel like they had a plan. They had like a, an idea, and then the pandemic happened. And then they've their main goal has been, okay, we have to make sure everything is good and on TV. And unfortunately, that meant, like, backseating the women's division, which, again, not great. But when you're trying to keep a company going through a pandemic, I can... I, without, con, without condemning or condoning, I understand. I understand why you did it. I recognize why it's bad and also why it was necessary. I understand. But... Yeah, it's, that's one of those business decisions that nobody likes nobody likes it no we don't i'm sure the people there don't i'm sure kenny doesn't like it but he's like all right i guess we're gonna but he couldn't get his he couldn't God, especially kenny yeah he couldn't get his couldn't get his joshi wrestlers in they had to cut all like the uk talent they had like they they, they lost four or five people like riho their first their first women's champion like we probably won't see her in the promotion till like spring of next year if even that, you know, because it's like you got to wait until a large portion of the uh, the world has been vaccinated and to make sure that the vaccines work. And fucking I don't know, because I want to see uh, I fucking miss you, Kazakazaki, you Kazakazaki on uh, AEW. Yeah, she's great. Exactly. Um, so many. But like the, you lost your Joshi talent and like it felt like early on, that's how they were going to start building the women's division. They lost that, and then it sucked. Yeah, they they lost that, and everybody's like, well, they have, like, all this, like, they have only so much talent, so many number one contenders. That's the other thing, the ranking system is weird, because they have it, but they don't really use it right. Yeah, I don't remember the last time that the ranking system has come into play. You have to be, you have to be ranked in order to have some of the high-profile, like challenging matches like every once in a while I'll be like you get a title shot and it's just like you're ignoring it but a lot of the time like the acclaimed 
the acclaimed. Um, yeah, bless them. Uh, they had like a Max Castro had his first like subpar diss rap on this last one, but then he brought it back against uh, SCU, and then Kaz cut like white guy rapping back at them. Uh, and then the acclaimed won by hitting CD with a boombox, which is great. And then they called the Young Bucks cucks. That's on television. Uh, now, they did call... Now, I didn't see this, but they did call them the Young Cucks, right? Uh, no, no. The line was, kissing on your uh, belt make you look like a cuck, I think. It, no, I know it was, I I know know it was, it was right battle, there. It was right there. Yeah. But... It's fucking right there. Yeah, you know what? I fucking... Why is everybody using cuck this week? Because fucking Ryback used it in a shitty tweet. Because he finally came up out of his fucking hole. I'm not going to do a talking back segment. Scotty's not here. Thank God. I but honestly Ryback expected him to show up. <laughs> it's like Bloody Mary. If you say Ryback's name too many times, Scotty just shows up. No, 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 no. What the hell? How? No, stop. <laughs> you, you're supposed to be with your child. He just shows up on screen. He's got his daughter with him. Da, 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 da. Then he just leaves. His baby is crying. Yeah. Baby, baby knows they hate Ryback too, but yeah, no, they they challenged. Apparently, next week for the titles, it's the Acclaim versus the Young Bucks, and like they had the Acclaim win seven straight matches, eight straight matches to get them to being like number five, and it's just like okay, them challenging is now a thing. Um, but yeah, no, there aren't there aren't enough title matches, and there aren't enough times where like people in the top five are getting beaten by like people outside of the top five to like shake things up. But I feel like that's something they'll probably work on. Um, yeah, Sting is still awesome. I don't know if you know that. Uh, yeah, Sting is pretty fucking great, isn't he? Yeah. Don't don't we all just love Sting? I do. I I've gone back after having him show up in this. I've gone back and I've watched like some of his TNA stuff <laughs> just to um, remind myself because I knew I always knew it was good, but like I never appreciated him during that because like oh this old WCW guy. But like watching him now, I was like he was relatively young whenever he was doing that the TNA stuff you just you don't remember it because Sting has just been around forever (laughs) Sting has been around since like 85 yeah and he as um I think for that generation he's always been a younger guy yeah right yeah Um, and then it's just Sting has looked his hair he stopped dying his hair black that was the thing is like because his hair is naturally like brown so, like, you can tell that, and, like, it's kind of thinned out a little bit. But, like, Sting has looked about the same age. It's probably the face paint, but he's looked about the same age for, like, the last, like, 13 years. And before that, no, yeah. like, Surfer Sting looked the same for, like, 10. Now, I think the face paint does have a lot to do with it, but also, he you could tell, like, without his face paint, he has aged really well. Yeah. Um, he does look older without it, Um because I did just look it up, but, like, that is still, it's still not, like... That's still one of my favorite looks, because Sting without face paint wears sunglasses. So you never get to see all of Sting's face. Oh, Sting. It's amazing. Right. You keep some of the mystery. Yeah. Um, and I was going to make a point with Sting, but I forgot because I've been uh, drinking more than usual on this recording, which is saying a lot. Uh, but... Uh, no, I love Sting. Glad that he's doing stuff in AEW. Glad he's actually doing something right now, because I shudder to think what would happen if he floundered in WWE instead of getting injured that one time. Yeah. 
it was a. It's been really good. I, I think he's going to have a match with Powerhouse Hobbs because like he showed up and like all the team Taz was whatever. But fucking Powerhouse Hobbs was like, no, 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 I'll grab me a piece of that. Sting's got a bat too. He's just like, fuck this, which like really builds up Hobbs. Like they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> Every time there's an interaction. Like, even something like that, like, Hobbs didn't say anything. He, like, like his actions alone are just like, this motherfucker doesn't care. He's gonna go for it against, like, like somebody that the rest of his team is holding him back in. So he's like, nah, I can take him. It's like, yeah, because everybody else is scared shitless of Sting. And, uh, and Hobbs is just like, I I beat ass on the streets. I'll do it here. It's like, they I'll pay me here. Get, let him have the bat. Yeah. Give him the bat. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, if he doesn't say that in the match, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just... Let the man keep the bat. Kenny's good. Kenny fucking murdered. I'm, I'm surprised. Kenny and Joey Janela tried to murder each other. Because at one point, Kenny like does a, a moonsault with a trash can middle rope, flattens it on Joey, puts it on top of Joey, Joey's body, springboard double stomps it onto him. <laughs> Fuck, that was so good. I, I, I was just like, that, that is... And fuck me. I, I, I looked at that and I was like, that's like a finisher, right? Like, we're just gonna call it, nope, kick out, alright. Joey then, it wasn't even a leg drop, it was an ass drop. He ass drops his head, his, his, he ass drops onto Kenny's head, breaking the table. In the most horrific <laughs> table spot I think I've ever seen. God damn. And the way that, like, Sonny came out afterwards and uh, was just like, oh my god, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now- and then, of course, fucking bada boom, Pat is back. Again. Just hearing him be like, it'll be like, two weeks from now, Ray, you're gonna defend your time against Ray Phoenix. <laughs> just like, uh, and I'm just like, I get to see that match that I didn't get to see. During the other, ah, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Kenny putting on these amazing matches on a week to week basis. I mean, he's Kenny Omega. He is. What else do you expect? But like, this is this is the Kenny Omega that I've wanted to see for a long time. Kenny. Um. This is like I said. It's it's not the cleaner. It's different. That's why they added Don because otherwise it would just be the same. Don is replacing the Young Bucks as like the heater. Yeah. And now you get to see and, him. Um, now you get to see him here and on Impact, where the where the where the Bullet Club is now apparently a thing again. Apparently, because the Good Brothers and <laughs> at this next pay per view, which we're all going to have to watch now. Watch. We're uh-huh. all going to have to have which a watch. Which I think along. was the point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they won. Congratulations, you. You've done it. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching Impact now. Thank you. you. Had my, I watched Impact. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> yep. And I might actually buy the pay-per-view this time. It's on Twitch, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that they do them for free on Twitch. Um, they do do them for free, right? I think. I don't remember. None we'll us, figure it none out. Of us know how, none of us know how Impact works. works. <laughs> I don't fucking know. All I fucking know right now are the, uh, the trailer segments with Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and whoever they got this week, and the fucking AEW advertisements with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. I don't fucking know which they did another one this week. It was great, but uh, no, I love that it's just Kenny in like an op- like a, like probably a silk, just open facing shirt. 
And they're always hyping up Carl Anderson. It's like, they can't talk this way to 2012 G1 finalist? They couldn't even make it in that tournament. They probably couldn't make it to the finals of the best of the Super Juniors. You're going to let him talk to you like that? Fuck, man. I, I think the best part is, like, they're actually, they're referencing wrestling things that we know about really well. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It's, it's good times. It's good times. Do you know what else is good times? All of our Patreons over at oh, Patreon.com. Oh, wait, hold on. Cody and Brandy are having a baby. Throwing that in there at the end because Scotty wanted to uh, put it in the notes. But anyway, what were you saying, Dylan? Patreon.com slash a load of pure BS. Oh, no. Patreon.com slash a load of pure BS. A load of pure BS, yeah. yeah. Uh, where you can get. No, wait, it's just slash a load of BS. Yeah, a load of BS. Fuck. Shit. See? That's why we don't do these plugs. <laughs> hold on. Look, let's uh, let's, let's take it to the getting. <laughs> Patreon.com slash a load of BS where you can get all of your wrestling content for the fight boys, including Wrestling History X, uh, which I think we're gonna we're gonna get together at the end of the year. We're gonna we're gonna talk through some stuff. I I believe uh Oh which storyline was it? We were gonna we were gonna go through all of uh all of one run of something together. <laughs> I think it was, was it was it was it was it the Rock Cena feud? I think we might go through the Rock Cena feud. Go through. Oh, I'd love that. Go through once. Did you talk about this in Facebook? Because I didn't see any of it. Go through once and left. I might be making it up on the fly. I might might have been a fever dream, but we're probably going to do it now because I suck my foot in my mouth. But you can get all of that. You, you can get you said it. Get access to our exclusive Discord where we fuck about uh-huh. uh, as we do. But yeah, you can get all yep. of that and so much more at Patreon.com. Uh, I would like to say, if you're a fan of uh, our other podcast, A Load of BS, every uh, month, Scotty and I, we do a show called You Paid for This, exclusive only to our patrons, where Scotty and I, we watch a probably bad movie, and we riff over it. So uh, you get to watch the movie, you get to listen to our uh, shit that we say. I think for December, we're watching Home Alone too. Um, Lost in New York. I want to laugh at the Orange Man. Should watch Home Alone three, wherever it kid uses a race car to fuck with people. But you can get all of uh, that. I think my original pitch for it was: How many Home Alones are there? Let's just pick a random number. If there's more than five, you can get all of that as well as Scotty and Blake looking at old episodes of JWF and cringing, cringing with the power of a thousand suns. Uh, it, we're watching it get better at this point, but it is still not good. <laughs> you can get all that and more at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And normally this would be the part where we would tweet at somebody, but Scotty owns the keys to that completely separately. We have keys to the castle. He locked the garage. Um, yeah, he does, he does not let us in the basement, and probably for good reason. Honestly, we don't want to see what's down there. I I would be I, I'm sure we would be very disappointed if we looked at all the DMs he sends from those accounts to people. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to think about that. Oh no! Exactly. Um, uh, just soliciting, just soliciting wrestling picks from random people. <laughs> Unsolicited now, wrestling honestly, picks. That would be great. Oh. <laughs> just picture, just just pictures of like, uh, just like wrestlers in like trunks, but like just that bit, and he just sends that to people. They're just so confused. They're like, "Why are you sending me pictures of yourself in underwear?" And he just like sends the real picture. Gotcha. Who are you? What? 
What's happening? That was the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! And then he, he, just, he just blocks them. Never hears from them again. They just have that experience. Uh, but who is, uh, who's your baby face of the week, Blake? Uh, my baby face of the week. Yes, this is a part where we talk about our heels and baby faces. We don't really introduce this segment anymore. You ever notice that? Yeah. So people are just, like, confused? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we pick, uh, who is our baby face of the week? Somebody that we want to uh, rise up, put up on a pedestal for something good they did or something great they're doing in the wrestling business. And our heels for somebody who's either a legitimately good heel or a shitty person. It's really wide, the the net that we cast in this. It's really, um, it's, it's really for the heel where it's just like, they're a good heel or they're a shit person. Yeah. There's no middle ground. There's no tweener. Not really. It's one or the other. And my baby face of the week, though, uh, goes to two gentlemen called Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Um, the Major Brothers. Yes, the Major Brothers. Thank you. Um, who, uh, at this point, have collected, uh, for the past three years, they've been collecting toys for children um, during the holiday season. And um, this year, they collected their 15,000th toy. For kids in need. Uh, they took a great picture where uh, Hornswoggle was dressed up as an elf. Wasn't that? Oh, and no, that was it was a leprechaun. I was, I was like, didn't he do that for his job? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a leprechaun. Wrong You're mythical right. creature. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, 2020, they uh, got 7,000 toys this year, which is a huge increase uh, from their first year, 2018, where they only got 2,600, almost 6,000 in 2019, 2027,000, 20, and they distributed it. And I, uh, for guys that love, you know, to talk about toys as much as they do and um, collect them, the fact that they are able to uh, turn that into something good and charitable, especially at this time of the year, in this year of all the fucking years where charity work is needed more than anything. Real, real big props to those two guys. It's not really wrestling related, other than the fact that you know it's wrestlers. Wrestlers are involved. Yeah, yeah. But um, but like they're just doing something good, and I appreciate because not enough people do the things that they do, and um, for the people that do, it's usually hard. It's a lot of work, but it is for something good, and they are doing something good with their lives, unlike. Me. Speaking of speaking of uh, something good, the last two weeks, Tony Khan has been uh, taking out paid ads to help fund Impact Wrestling, and they have been the most wonderfully petty things I've ever witnessed in my life. I didn't talk about the one like like some of the. Let me let me talk about uh, some of the the highlights uh, from the first one. The best one was Tony Khan turning the Tony Show, and he'd be like, "You were in you were in uh, Impact at one point, right?" He's like, "Yeah, for, for a cup of coffee, right?" Yeah, one night, and then I quit the business for eighteen <laughs> years. Business for eighteen years. This 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 time they were building up the match. It was like versus SCU. I asked uh, I asked Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian if they had any good memories of uh, of Impact back when they had people, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan is oh, just fuck. Tony, Tony Khan just all the time is like I could do an injunction against it but I'm not going to why would I why would I I get free advertising so thank you Don like it's just they're just it's it's the petty Tonys it's the just the petty Tonys for three minutes a week 
with like a with like an old school like mid Atlantic background that mm-hmm. says AEW. Oh, I love the background. Oh, the backgrounds the backgrounds tops on it. Like it's just them just talking shit about Impact for that whole time, and, and something about the fact that like Impact is okay with just being shit on for three makes me think that Tony Khan may have actually paid for that TV time. <laughs> I fucking that is that might be a shoot. I, I want that to be true. That might be a shoot. But uh, the fact it's the fact that it's also bleeding over into to dynamite because uh, Tony Schiavone this week. Uh, was talking about how, like, yeah, Kenny Omega appearing on Impact Wrestling, we helped get their viewership up from one person to six. <laughs> six? I heard that one. It's just... Fuck. Uh, Tony, Schiavone, Tony Schiavone is having just a career renaissance in the greatest way. Like, I feel like more people love Tony Schiavone now than back in WCW. That might be an exaggeration. There were a lot of people watching WCW back in the day. But I feel like I feel like they they knew Tony Schiavone. They liked Tony Schiavone. People now like I feel are starting to really love Tony Schiavone. Look, he was my babyface a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like he's fucking because I never I didn't grow up with WCW, so I never knew anything about Tony Schiavone other than what I saw in like the whole like the historic stuff. Yeah, basically the archives. Um, but fuck, man, in AEW he's been killing it. Like he. His passion for wrestling seems to have come back after being part of AEW. Like a, and a thousand that is fold. something that's huh? A thousandfold. Yeah, absolutely. Which I guess this is a good segue into our heels of the week because um if you want to talk about Tony Schiavone, whose passion really shines for wrestling right now, someone whose passion seems to be a little bit off and doesn't seem to be back right now, is good old JR. Um, and I'm not just talking about the fact that, um, it, about some comments and criticisms that he's made recently. Um, he did make I, a good- I really just do think, like, listening to him on commentary, it kind of sounds like half the time he's there and he's doing the platitudes, and the other half of the time he really does, it really does feel like he hates Chuck Taylor. Which is so weird of all the wrestlers on the roster. Why? What did Chuck Taylor do? I really want to know. Like that's a that's a story that I want to hear. Um, but uh, the the main thing is, oh, go on. He, he did have one good point because he was talking about. Uh, oh, he was talking about like he got the men's and women's title matches. Like, Why do we call it the women's champ? Them the women's champion? They're all champions. And I was just like, was that a is that a sincere gender equality quote from Jim Ross? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel it. It's like the, um, you ever see the meme of the almost uh, politically correct redneck? Yeah. It's almost like that. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, he almost got there, and he almost gets there sometimes, which is why I don't think JR's a lost cause or anything. Oh. I just think that, like, He's he grew up in part of like a business that is just so shitty <sighs> that like it's hard to get the carny out of him. Yeah. Like Shivani, it's it's the fact that he never left the industry. I feel like Shivani's where Shivani is now cuz he legitimately stepped away completely. Like 100%. Whereas like Jair's been there and so like it's become kind of warped over time. But yeah, no, he Right. And you were you were saying about his comments. Yeah. Um, and the the main things that I found is that he uh, he just came out publicly and said things like, 
you know, wrestlers need to protect moves like the super kick and DDT. They're overused. Um, and, you know, he was obviously calling out AEW guys uh, for doing it. He did, he did call out I the, understand. the very contrived, I jump on the giant group of everyone spot, which is... He did. That is the one that I agree with him 100% on, because I have just never been behind it 100%, because it is so telegraphed. Yeah, and contrived. Like, yeah, it's... Yeah. But no, it's... it's The, the wrestlers even said that it was the, it was less... Like, the wrestlers were upset that they got buried. And I feel like it was less that they were upset that they got criticism from JR. Which I'm sure is how JR take it. Like, I was criticized. More the fact that instead of, like, having a meeting in the back. Yeah, privately. He came out publicly and and said. And shit on his own talent. And it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, don't do that. That is is a bad part. That's a bad way to do it. I honestly. WWE doesn't even do that. No, I didn't take exception to any of it until, like, the, the, the I thought about the fact that it's like, he just came out publicly and said this. They didn't go backstage and do this or anything. It's like, Jim, everybody, like, wrestling fans can do this because we don't get to talk to the behind-the-stage crew. You can. You don't have to come out publicly with your criticisms. Um, And I think that was just the one thing that kind of turned me off about it and that um, people were uh, annoyed about. Um, cause I think that Jim Ross, he's got a lot of points. Like these are great moves that need to be protected or in some cases, um, just need to be kind of done away with or dealt with in a different way. Um, however, Darby Allen seemed to agree with him about the, uh, about the contrived spot of the dive because Darby Allen probably just wants to fall on the floor. Darby Allen is taking every chance he can to just risk his own life. He's the new Jeff Hardy. Truth. Um, but if, yeah, that's about it, though. But if I have a criticism about the talent and about wrestling, it's less of wrestling, it's more of a booking thing that I've come across. Because this, speaking of women's wrestling, uh, one of the, the one women's match this week on Dynamite was uh, Sarah Deeb, the NWA women's champion, and Big Swole versus Diamate and Ivelisse, the Raw, or the AEW Women's Tag Team Cup champions. And do you know who won that match? It wasn't the people that won a fucking tournament. <laughs> and I hate that. That has been my biggest my biggest thing. It's I w- I I got used to it in WWE because Vince Vince hates tag team. So of course, the singles, the two great single stars would beat the tag team, but I am of the opinion that if two people who have never tagged together ever in their lives fight a tag team, they should lose. They should lose 90% of the time because those two people are a tag team. They've been together for years. Like, they have teamwork. You can't just be like, oh, well, they're just... These guys are too good. No, it's about more than that. Wrestling is about more than that. I need you to... It makes me angry. Not, like, irrationally angry, but it's it's one of, like, the few pet peeves in wrestling that I still hold on to. Because to me, like, tag team wrestling is its own thing. Like, it is is its its own microcosm in wrestling. Tag team wrestling, if you're booking a good company, should should be fundamentally different from singles wrestling, which is why singles wrestlers that just get put in a tag team, it doesn't matter if they're the two best wrestlers in the world. If you're up against a great tag team, then they're going to lose all the time, like you said. Because tag team wrestling strategically should be different. Like, the way that the matches happen should be different. 
Everything should be different about tag team wrestling. That's one of the things I like about New Japan. They have a trash. Well, not tra- they have a trash tag team division. But during the World Tag League, every time it's just like two singles wrestlers that form a tag team. Like unless they have guys that have known each other for years, like back when uh, fucking Makabe and uh, I forget the other guy's name uh, teamed up. You were just like, no, that makes sense. These guys have known each other for years. Of course, they like they got chemistry. They'll be on the same page. But like none of those people win. The closest you got was Finn Juice, and those guys had been like tagging for a while before that. Like it's not some up and coming team of like you know Okada and Tanahashi come together and they win it just off their sheer skill. Yeah, and you got to think um, if if two singles wrestlers do beat a good tag team or maybe even the tag team champions because I know WWE's done that before. I mean, um, then like, that's a great way to put them in a story to say, Hey, let's be a tag team now. Like you should use that. You, you not mean like, like rely on, you mean like the Omega to make Cowboys your singles feud better. You mean like the Omega Cowboys? Just literally had that. The Omega Cowboys. Yeah. Which is literally the only time where we're like, they won and they were surprised. Like the Bucks were saying, everyone was surprised because they're like, no, these guys aren't a tag team. They're two singles wrestlers. Like they acknowledged it throughout their entire run. They're like, we're like we're not a great tag team. Like they're better tag teams that like are challenging us and pushing us. And like I really appreciated that because at no point were they like, yeah, we. It's just effortless for us. They were just like, we're working hard for this shit, and like you you appreciated it. Like even. Like that was one. That was the one exception of the time because at least that had a storyline going into it that like made it acceptable. But yeah, no, that's that's just one of the things that uh, that irks me. And you know what else? You know what else irks me, Blake? Uh, the fact that we've got to do predictions. It is one hundred percent the fact that we have to do predictions again uh, because TLC is here. Uh, Tender love and care. The pay per view. Is this Sunday? T- tender love and cucks. Tender that's that's our pay per view. Uh, can't wait to see that in JWF next year. <laughs> Do away I'm with a petition K- for it. Yeah, there we go. But uh, um, no, we 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 have uh, TLC. So let's just let's 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 get through this. Uh, first off, uh, we'll go we'll go bottom up. Uh, New Day is taking on the Hurt Business. Um. Blake and I both have New Day because we're we're New Day marks at this point. We just don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to cheer against them. Like the Hurt Business might win, good win, probably will win, but yeah, more than likely at this point because I think that no, this this rivalry has been going on forever. However, this does feel a lot like the Andrade uh, fucking um, Angel Garza thing, where where I was just like they have to win a bet. I really feel that Hurt Business are being put in that position where it's just like no New Day wins forever. Yeah, uh, I'm hope. Honestly, I think that part of me is seeing like this is the this is the twilight of the new day, which is hurting me in a very very deep place in my heart. But I'm gonna hold on to the new day hope is where I'm at right now. But I feel like they are after what is it five years now of being um, you know a great stable and tag team and a dominating force in the tag team division. I think that WWE is finally getting ready to call it, even if the New Day don't want to, which sucks. Um, but I'm still gonna I'm gonna bet on the New Day until the New Day is not an option. Basically, uh, next we have uh, Sasha Banks versus 
Mella. Is it just Mella? Did you just write Mella just because you don't want to write out Carmella? I think it's still Carmella. I I would really hope that they have not decided to shorten her already like single name into Mella. I like how like, I like how getting rid getting rid of one syllable. By the way, I have watched her stuff since she came back, but like I didn't pay enough attention to it. It's one of those things where like we're like in being gaslit. I was like, has it been this the whole time? But uh, we all have Sasha Banks winning this because you can get rebranded all you want, but you're not going to be the boss, especially not when she's, you know, a part of the Mandalorian. Um, Hell yeah. Um, Roman Reigns, uh, the head of the table, uh, Roman Reigns, is taking on uh, uh, angry, angry Canadian Kevin Owens in a match that I feel like Kevin Owens, like... I want Kevin Owens to win. I know he never will. I just really want Kevin Owens to have a prominent title reign again. But yeah, no, Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns it's just gonna be it's gonna be brutal. I'm pretty sure it's one of those gonna be one of those ones where Roman Reigns walks away barely. Yeah, I mean and we've all got Roman Reigns, although I hope that there's an actual story in this match because like, you know, they're both the family men who wanna fight for their families and that this is about them putting food on the table. So that's what I care about more in this match, but Roman Reigns is going to win because this is because he's got to fight. This is unlike any because he's got to go fight Goldberg. Duh, got to go fight Goldberg, and this is unlike any Roman Reigns that we've ever seen before. Somehow they've made a stronger Roman Reigns as a heel. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> uh, next up for the women's uh, apparently the Raw Women's Tag Team Championships because they are defended on SmackDown. It is the champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and probably still Lana. Um, or Charlotte. Uh, it might be Charlotte. Charlotte might show back up, and then that's the thing. Charlotte would be a good choice. Because um, it... I, what? Why was Charlotte out again? Was she injured? Yeah, I forget. What did she... I think she did she 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 hurt her like it was either her leg or her shoulder, and she needed to like take time to rehab it. Uh, but yeah, she's been rehabbing that. Also, she looks jacked as fuck. I don't know if you saw that picture of her that somebody saw, and I was just like, like just 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 fucking ripped. And you're just like, all right, man, that's gonna be. She's gonna fucking military press people when she gets back. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna get the fans over. Feet strength. Like Andre. That's the <laughs> that's the thing about like uh, whenever a wrestler does have to take time off because of an injury is if they take a little bit of extra time, then they're just going to get fucking jacked to shit. And you're going to see them like in better physical condition than ever coming back, which is I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that with Charlotte. But I don't I don't know if it would be her. It's probably like you said, still going to be Lana. And honestly, I know uh, I think that she, I think that they're still going to win because I think that your prediction is right. Lana's going to come back. She's going to tough it out. She's going to fight, and she's going to prove that she is worthy of being in the ring, which is really where her storyline needs to go for me to care about her at all. Yeah, and then Jackson Baszler can probably have like a miscommunication breakdown. Uh, by the way, it's. Uh, Blake and I with Asuka and then Scotty with uh, Jax Baszler. Like I said, I think they might have a miscommunication and like that rival would be great. I would love to watch a Baszler-Jax feud. Yeah, and honestly, um, we both need this because... Um, no, no, we, we disagreed on two things. Um, 
And if Scotty gets both of them, then I have no hope. Uh, I need you to know. WrestleMania's coming. Honestly, we probably should have picked Final Battle because it's tomorrow, but whatever. Nah, whatever. It's, it's, um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Orton Wyatt in the Firefly Inferno match. Which we all hope Wyatt will win, because otherwise, why are we having this... Why are we why are we having this rivalry? Why? Why are we having this rivalry about fire? Um where this is the only chance that Wyatt has ever had to get back at Randy Orton for literally causing everything that Bray Wyatt has been doing for the last 2 years. Yes. Yes, we would really um, like some closure. Uh This is all Randy Orton's fault. Firefly Funhouse is Randy Orton's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Most things are Randy Orton's. That is true. Uh, but we all have Wyatt, so like I, and I'm really hoping that it's going to be a cinematic match, like we talked about. I haven't heard anything about this match other than the fact it's been announced. Yeah. Um, the fuck it. But yeah, uh, and uh, last but not least, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Um, honestly, this might be where the cash in happens. I don't, I don't know anymore. Uh, we have Drew, Drew winning, um, but you never, honestly. To the point where I don't watch enough. I think that I think that's why uh, Scotty is doing better in the prediction series uh, now, it's since he has to watch everything. Oh he's, yeah, because he's actually watching that where we're just guessing, yeah, we're, basically. Yeah, because the WWE pay per views are where he just kicks our asses. Outside of the last NXT one, where I went one for five. <laughs> uh, I I can't even remember how I did in that one. So let's. You see. went three for five. That was the worst. That was the worst. If you count, uh, like, like last month was the worst I've ever done in the prediction series ever. And that's how you blew your lead. That's how I blew my lead. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we'll see if I can magically regain it because we have to pick Wrestle Kingdom in a couple weeks. So go do your homework. Yeah, if there's anything, um, I, I'm actually. No, I'm not going to do the coin this year. The coin and I are at a rocky place in our relationship, so we're going to cool down, and we're going to pick Wrestle Kingdom on our merits. There we go. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that's what we. Uh, that's all we have time for. That's all we're doing uh, this week. I suppose we technically have time for anything. But uh, what'd you learn this yeah, week? Yeah, but no, we've been going for over an hour. So what'd you learn, Blakey T? Oh boy, uh, I learned that fucking. Uh, just fucking call someone a cuck in wrestling right now and you're gonna get over. Um, I also learned that Shaq sells. Cause Shaq gave uh, AEW their highest rating. So, fuck it, man. Go get it, Shaq. Uh, I learned that JR is probably like three weeks away from uh, calling Chuck Taylor a piece of shit on television. <laughs> and Where actually find- fighting with him backstage. Yeah. Where-, Where can they find you online, Blake? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me here on the BS Network doing BS Network shows like a load of BS, like Fight Boys that you're listening to right now. Um, and anything else that we do, the Patreon stuff that we mentioned earlier, uh, just all that. Go check it out. Go check us out on patreon.com slash load of BS. Feel free to donate. Check us out what we got. Um, and fucking, uh, go check out Scotty's stuff at Scotty Mo, S E O T T Y E M O on Twitter. Um, you can check out his book. I think he's still got one book out. I'm sorry, Scotty. I completely forget about this part 
and I'm trying to do it good for you, but I'm not. Um, all of his other podcasts, like Fun Fiction on the BS Network, you can listen to him on there. And, uh, oh, is, am I forgetting something else, Dylan? Ah, uh, all right. <clears throat> so, step up to the merch table at a load of purevios.com. Subscribe on, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. You know you want to. And remember that when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. Also, oh, special, thanks thanks to to, uh, special thanks to Mega Rand for our song Fighters. Got you right at the yes, end. Yes, thank you, Mega that's how you. That's how you fade out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fade it out from there, Scotty. Fade it out. It's going to be fine. Come back, we say that. Fade it out again. <laughs>